am super excited for this evening. Uh, we're going to do things a little bit differently than we usually do, okay? So I'm going to actually get Chris to stay on the keys tonight. Why don't we give it up for Chris? What a champion. Legend. And a very seriously anointed uh, piano player. And, uh, and he's going to stick up here and, and help me through the message a bit. Um, we're going to do something a bit unusual. I've kind of changed already three times what I was going to speak about this evening. So if I told you in the past couple of weeks what I was speaking about, it has, it has changed. Um, we're going to spend some time. We're going to have a panel about discovering gifting and passion, which I think is important. And we're going to do that at a later date. So stay tuned for that. But I really believe that the Holy Spirit is just speaking something um, really special to my heart, really timely. And, and I think it's something that we all need to hear um, as a 6 p.m. service, as a movement of youth and young adults, we need to hear this. And I guess I just wanted this evening to speak out what I believe God is saying, uh, not just to me, but to us as a church. So is that cool? Are you happy with that? And, and my message is very simple. I've just got, I haven't even got a flashy title. Uh, I've, and I've just got a, a, a title and some scriptures. And we're going to just go through that and kind of see what happens. Um, but would you pray with me before we get into it? Great. Jesus, we just take this moment to open our hearts to what you're going to do this evening. And God, it's just all on the table. Whatever you want to do, we're ready for it. Whatever you want to say, we're ready to hear it. And more than anything, we are hungry to hear your voice, God, and, and for you to lead us and guide us into the big future that's ahead of us. And so we just pray you would speak to us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Hey, well, if you have a Bible with you, you can open to Ezekiel 37. That's where I'm going to be reading from tonight. Um, also, I'm going to need your help this evening, okay? So if you want to encourage me, feel free. If you want to praise God, feel free. Uh, just don't do anything weird, okay? That's, that's, everything's on the table. Unless it's weird, then keep it in your pockets, please. Um, well, we're going to jump into it. And I really think, hey, I think that this tonight could just be a history-making moment, not just for our church, not just for our youth and young adults or, or whoever you might be this evening. Uh, this could be a history-making moment for our city. And so, so I just encourage you, would you lean in and would you let God speak to you? Don't just hear my words, but would you just ask God to speak to you himself? Um, so we're going to jump in. Ezekiel 37, uh, verse 1 to 14. And in this verse, Ezekiel gets led out by God. And it says, uh, And the hand of the Lord was upon me, brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth amongst them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, on the, on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. And I think it's interesting he makes that point that the bones were very dry. Like, I mean, there's bones, dude, it's cool. But these are very dry bones, it's different. And I think the picture is it's just absolute hopelessness. If, if you thought there could be some hope, there's no hope. These things are so dry. The marrow is gone. They are bleached white, it says uh, in other parts of the scripture. And I wonder if you uh, could relate to that. I don't know if you've ever felt dry in life. I think the driest I've ever felt is, is eating into a bunch of wheat bix without milk. Has anyone ever done that challenge? We used to do that at youth. It's don't try it. Don't try it. I think there's some people that actually enjoy it and we'll actually have a special altar call where we pray for them later on. No, not really. Um, I wonder if you've ever felt a little bit a little bit dry in your life, a little bit like, you know, it's just like getting up every day. It feels a little bit same old, same old. Um, it can feel a little bit like, you know, just going through 
the motions. And I think COVID might have been a little bit like that for me at least. Um, I'm a people person. I need people around me. I need people to refresh me. And, and I remember just when it was like limited to how long you could sit in a cafe and when we had all those harsher restrictions and, and I missed most of it, to be honest. It left me feeling a little bit dry. And, and I think that sometimes, and maybe through COVID, this has happened to you, we can even get a little bit spiritually dry where it's almost like our relationship with God, which should be this flowing and exciting kind of thing, can get a little bit like going through the motions. And we can get to this place of just longing for a fresh touch of God. I don't know if there's anyone that would relate to that this evening. Definitely this year I've been in that place of just just really being hungry that God would move afresh in my life. So they come across these, these dry bones. And it says, he, then he asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Good answer, right? He's like, God, you know, I, I'm not, my, I'm, that's above my pay grade, that question. Uh, then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as it was commanded. You know, prophecy can be one of those things that uh, if you grew up in church, it can be maybe there's a little bit of a weird picture there for you when it comes to prophecy, uh, you know, of, of, of a special appointed prophet who maybe comes and he picks out people in the crowd and says, I know you did this yesterday, and I know what you had for breakfast, Ethan. You had dry wheat bix, and we'll pray for you later. You know, there can be this kind of weird picture. But, but actually, I think that prophecy is something that we should all be doing. All prophecy is, is speaking what God is speaking. And, and it could be as simple as, you know, feeling something in your heart, feeling like I should encourage Jesse and say, Jesse, I think you're a champion, man. And that's true. I do think that. Um, it's just speaking out what God is speaking to you. And, and what we see there is that Ezekiel, uh, God tells Ezekiel exactly what to say. He's not like, go and raise up the dry bones. He's just like, this is exactly what you need to say. Go and say it. Uh, and I know for Ezekiel, that must have been pretty weird. Like, he must have been pretty thankful that everyone was dead at that point. Like, you know what, at least if they don't come back to life, nobody saw it, right? It's cool. It wasn't, it wasn't really public. Um, and sometimes prophecy, I think, can be a little bit like that, where sometimes, in my experience, it can feel like, uh, God, that's too simple. Like, surely they already know that. But I just encourage you, every time you speak out what God is saying, that's prophecy, and there's a lot of power that comes with it. Then just a little, little freebie there about prophecy, speaking what God is speaking. And, and I think if you're keen on that kind of stuff, it's as simple as just being sensitive to what God's saying. It's just being hungry for what God is saying. And He is actually hungry to speak to you. And I'd encourage you, if you're in that dry place, would you start to get hungry for God's Word? Not just His Word in the Bible and the Scripture, which is great, but that God would actually make the Scripture come alive to you, that He would speak to you in the moment that you're in, in the situations that you're facing. God can make His Word come alive in your life. It goes on, it says, And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together bone to bone. Can you imagine that? 
just pray, prophesying over this stuff, and you start to hear like, I don't know what sound bones make, but I'm assuming it's like a click, 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 you know? And he starts to look around, and things are moving, things are happening. Man, what a wild situation that would have been to, to be in. And, and I think where we're going tonight is we're actually going to worship again at the end, and it just take a moment to refresh, I suppose. Um, but but what, what I'm going to get to is, is I feel like I can hear the bones rattling. I feel like God is moving, that God is doing something in this place, in your life. He can do it as well. When God does something in the church, it means He does it in you. When God does something in the church, it doesn't stop in the church. It goes out of the church. It impacts the world around it. Uh, So that's where I'm going. So the first thought is, can you hear it? Ask yourself, can I hear it? Can I hear God beginning to move? And and I believe if you start to listen for it, you're going to hear it. So there's rattling of the bones. Uh, And it says, I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. And and I think maybe that's a picture of of where life is at at the moment. Like, Like things are returning to normal. Like things are starting to look like they looked like you know, however long it was ago, a year and a half ago, or whenever pre-COVID was, like things are actually starting to return to normal. It's almost like the flesh and the, the tendons and the skin is kind of going back on society and, and life as we know it. But I just really think if there isn't a fresh touch of God, if there isn't a fresh move of His Spirit, it's as good as dead. It's not, there's nothing in it. You know, in our church, if we don't see a fresh touch of God, a fresh move of God, we're just going to be going through the motions. Like, what is the point? We're just having a Sunday service where we sing some songs. But if we can see a fresh touch of God in our services, in our students, in our own lives, in our family, man, there is power in that. I think God wants to bring everything back, back to life. We need a fresh touch of God. We need that fresh breath of His Spirit. We need Him to breathe into our journaling lives and breathe into our home lives. Um, And to be really honest, I mean, this is the story of my life up until probably about a week or two weeks ago uh, when it came to journaling. And and we encourage journaling. It's such an amazing thing to do. It's sitting down with your word, with the the Bible, opening up, just kind of saying to God, what would you say to me and, and writing it down? Um, and at, at the start of the year, I challenged myself. I wanted to do it every day because I was really hungry to hear from God. Um, and, and I did it. I stuck with it. But it just ended up getting really dry, if I'm honest. It's like I was opening it and kind of just writing down something so that I could tick it off for the day, so that I could keep my streak going. Um, and it, I don't think it was from a bad heart. I think it started with a good heart. But I just realized, like, it's almost like that scripture where it's like the flesh and everything came on. From the outside, it looked good. In theory, it looked good, but actually it wasn't transforming my life. And I, and, and I think God was still gracious and speaking to me, but I think I was missing out on, on what it actually could have been if I just allowed God to actually breathe into it. Um, so that, that's kind of my story this year has been like that. And, and I think that I was missing it because... God is so much more than just a transactional God. 
where we go to Him and we get something and we go and do our own thing and then we come back and we get something. No, the Bible says that God is a relational God, that He actually wants to go on the journey with you. He's not this little ATM where you come and you get your transaction and, and off you go. You withdraw some cash. You withdraw a little bit of encouragement. You withdraw a little hope and, and go into your life. No, God is hope. If you want hope, God needs to go with you on the journey. He needs to go with you into your workplace. He needs to go with you into those challenging situations. God is a relational God, not just a transactional God. And, and can I just tell you, like, I, I took a couple of days where I intentionally skipped journaling. I know, don't, people are going to start throwing stones in here. And I was intentionally like, I'm not going to journal today because I, I'm, I'm actually really hungry, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reset this habit. And I just took a couple of days where I missed it. And then I got up early and I just spent, actually spent a bit of time just put a bit of worship music on and just really became open. Hey, God, what do you want to say? And can I just say, I feel like God's spoken to me more in the last two weeks than He probably has in the last year and a half. Like, it's been really powerful just creating space and, and saying, God, would you breathe afresh on me? Would you breathe fresh into my life? Would you, would you touch me again? It's been really powerful. And I think that that's what God wants to do. He wants to fill you up from the inside. It keeps going on and it says in verse 9, Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breathe from the four winds and breathe in these land that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them and they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Wow, isn't that amazing? Imagine being there, imagine being a fly on the wall to witness something like that happening. And that's the power of the God that we serve. Um, and, and I just love it. It says that they stood up a vast army. And I might be a bit repetitive if you were here this morning, but this morning just in worship, I really felt God speak to me and, and kind of give me a picture in my heart. Um, and uh, the analogy would be, it was like, you know, if we're all on this big jet airplane, who's ever traveled overseas? A lot of people, that's good. If you haven't after COVID, you should. It's really good. Um, or if you've been a big, on a big plane, you'd know. You're kind of free to move about the cabin until you hit turbulence. Uh, and then the seatbelt sign comes on. And then everyone rushes for their seats. And um, I think that COVID might have been a little bit like that if, if our life is like this fl- international flight. Where we, it's like we hit turbulence and it became everybody back to your seats, you know. I don't know if you've ever been in really wild turbulence. I've been fortunate enough to do a lot of international travel. Um, and sometimes it just hits you. You don't even see it coming. You're just going about drinking your, you know, your little Coca-Cola and then all of a sudden it's on the roof. Like, it's like, whoa! You, like, feel like you're falling a kilometer at a time. It's in, it can be insane. I think COVID was like that, right? Does anyone feel like that's what happened? It was like, we're just going about our lives and then, oh my goodness! What is going on? i got to stay in my house. I can't go outside. I've got to wear a mask. I can't breathe in this. I've got a medical condition. Like, you know, we just went through this this whole kind of thing. And honestly, if you've got a medical condition, please don't wear a mask. Um, but, you know, I, I felt like that's kind of what COVID was like. And, and we got confined to our seats and our rows. Um, and life kind of just quite literally in lockdown became me and maybe the two people beside me, my family members. Um, but it was like we just kind of got closed in. And, and I, really feel, I really felt like the Holy Spirit speak to me really clearly this morning. Um, it was almost like God was saying, hey, you realize the seatbelt sign is off. Like, it's time to stand back up, church. 
Like we've been sitting down and riding this turbulence and riding this tough time. But I just really feel that that is, if I can prophesy tonight, that is what God is saying. God is saying, it is time to stand up, church, to get back out on mission, to get out there and to start to reach our friends and to reach our families, to stop being confined to this little space that we're in. And, and you know, we still are kind of in turbulence. I mean, looking at Brisbane the other week, like all of a sudden snap lockdown. But I think there comes a point where we have just got to stand up and go and be God's hands and be God's feet and love people and dream again. You know, I think if COVID killed anything, it was a lot of people's dreams. And and I think that God is saying, it is time for you to dream again. Dream about your life, young person. Dream about what God could do through you. Dream about the changes He could make in you. Prophesy, start to speak out how God could use you. See how He could use you to reach your campus and to reach your school and to reach your workplace. Come on, it's time to dream again. It's time to dream again. It's time to stand up. Time to stand up, church. It's time to dream new dreams, to believe for miracles again, to imagine afresh how God could use us to reach the hurting world that's out there. Because we know better than anyone that there is actually a solution to the pain they feel. His name is Jesus. He's freely accessible. He's a relational God, not a transactional God. He's not interested on bums in seats in a church. He's interested in us getting out there and, and loving on people. And maybe the result will be that, hey, this place is full of fresh believers. Wouldn't that be an amazing thing? I just love that. I love doing life. And if if you're new on this journey, a huge welcome to you. We celebrate you so much. That is so awesome that you're on that journey. Maybe you've never even made a decision. Maybe there's not a clear line in the sand of now I believe. But come on, keep going on that journey. That's awesome. It's so good. Um, You know, I know there's been disappointing for some this last season. And maybe it hasn't turned out how you expected it. But I think it's time to let that go and to dream again. I heard it said this week, don't let your, dis- uh, let your disappointment become a stepping stone to your appointment. Like step right over that disappointment. You know what? I was disappointed, but I'm going to step into a fresh place of faith and of hope. And it goes on in verse 14, and I'm finishing up here. I might just get the band back actually. Um, and it says, I will put a fresh spirit in you and you will live. And I will settle you in your own land, and then you will know that the Lord has spoken, and I have done it, declares the Lord. I really think that God is saying, I love that. I love so much that we sung Lord Send Revival tonight, because I felt this word in my heart, and then I looked at the song list, and I saw we were singing Lord Send Revival, and I'm like, okay, God, I get the message. Like, you know what? He must have, what happened there? I didn't ask for it. And, And I just really do think that God is saying, revival is on the way. And I think when we talk about revival, it's another one of those weird kind of Christianese words, right? And maybe the pictures you get of are of old school preachers kind of saying, there will be revival in this land. I don't know why they're American, but that guy just happened to be. Um, and I think that there's kind of two pictures we see of revival. And I think Becky actually summed it up beautifully before. There's, there's either that picture where it's all internal and it's about God doing something fresh in me. And that's powerful, you know? God wants to do something fresh in you. Like that scripture was saying, He breathed life into them. God wants to breathe life again into you. He wants to breathe dreams and breathe visions into you afresh. But there's also an outworking of revival. And and sometimes revival has been seen as, it's almost like we pray for revival in here. 
God does something out there and then miraculously people just start streaming into church. It's like, we don't know where they came from. They just start showing up. It's like, oh, I was just walking past. So I brought a hundred of my mates with me. Um, And that's kind of been the opposite end of the spectrum of, of revival. But I think what revival is, is when God actually does something in us and then through us, revival starts in here, but it actually ends out there. So if, if tonight all you take away is God wants to refresh me, that's good, but you're actually missing what the whole message is. The whole message is God wants to refresh you so you can get out there and be hope to the hopeless and be love to the unloved and be a friend to the lonely and be encouragement to the disappointment. That is what revival is, is when God does something in me and then He does it through me and it doesn't stop in a church. It goes out there. It goes out into the world where the hurting people are. That's what revival is. It starts in here, but it ends out there. And I just think our our nation so desperately needs us to have revival, to have a refreshment on the inside that drives us to do something on the outside. Can you imagine what your school would be like if there was a revival in your school, high school students? Imagine that. Imagine if if God just started to move and there was no longer these cliques where people got hurt and, and disappointed. There was no longer cool kids and not cool kids. There was just a community of people determined to love on people that were hurting. Imagine if there was no kids that sat alone at school because you decided that revival in me is going to go into my school place and I'm not going to let my friends sit by themselves anymore. I'm not going to let that weird dude, even though he's a bit weird, I'm going to go sit with him. I'm going to go be his friend. I'm going to go love on him. I'm going to stand up for him when people put him down. Imagine what that would look like. Imagine what would your family would look like. And, and church, I think so desperately, we need revival, but man, the next generation needs a revival. I don't want to be the, the generation that dropped the torch. You know what I mean? You see it all the way through Scripture where the Bible king is doing good and then he passes to his son who's doing good and then all of a sudden it's like they forget about what God was and who their God was. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be that generation. I've seen God work in my life and I want to see him work in my kids' life. I want to see him work in my kids' friends' lives. I want to see him work in the high schools. I want to see him work in the daycares. I want them to grow up knowing the very hope that I have found in Jesus. We need to see revival. Toowoomba needs us to have a revival. Come on, what a beautiful city, Toowoomba. Crow's Nest needs a revival. Come on, Crow's Nest, Toowoomba, they need us to be filled, so filled with God. Warwick, if you're joining us online, needs a revival. It needs needs God to move afresh in us so that we then work out in our community and change that around us. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that I can hear the bones rattling. I can hear the bones rattling this evening and and looking at it, your faces, I can see maybe a lot of you can feel that as well. You can feel that God is actually moving, that God is about to do something new. So get ready, church. Get ready. Get ready for the new thing that God's gonna do. I can't remember what the title of my message was. It's time to stand up. That's what it was. It's time to stand up, church. It's time to go out there. It's time to get up out of our seats and stop living our little COVID self-centered worlds and start loving on people and caring for people. 